welcome back to Tabletop Vagabonds, a D&D 5e actual play podcast set in the homebrew world of Aria, or more specifically Tia, where the team are facing off against the one, the only, Alfgeet. I'm Alex Wright, your DM, and I'm joined by the above-board Amy. Why, thank you, Alex. I am Amy, and I am playing Melinda Wrenchnozzle, the Sky Gnome Warlock. And today, I am joined by the devout Dave. Oh, blessings to you. <laughs> My name is Dave, and I'm playing Finn, the Larsa Artificer. And I am joined by the Confederate Craig. Thanks, Dave. Hi, everyone. I'm Craig. I play Volley Willowsar, the eight-year-old Volmanay wild magic sorcerer. And I am joined, as ever, by the aspirational Alex. Ooh. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex. I'm playing Osric Springforge, the gear gnome forge cleric. And with me, as always, is the afraid Alex, our DM. I am always afraid, and I'm very <laughs> afraid right now... Of what we are about to of do. Of what you're about to do. <laughs> I look forward to the day where Alex calls you the Alfgeetish Alex. <laughs> oh, that's a good oh, one. God. When you've been mean to us. So, thanks to a nat 20, you managed to break down the force field that stopped messages going in and out of the Glam Tinker estate, which enabled Bergwine Spanatung to call all enforcers, all tier enforcers, I should say, across tier to inform them of Alfgeet's betrayal. Melinda hopes that Bergwine, if she gets out of this, will become her pen pal in the future. <laughs> her new bestie. Melinda. I'm doing pretty well here. How are you? <laughs> he was writing he, in his letters. He's the sort of person to write really long, rambly letters to people. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was walking through the maze today and I saw a petal. It reminded me of you. That kind of thing. <laughs> well, that sounds kind of romantic, race, but never mind. Yeah, anyway. not, not romantic, <laughs> Yes, so you managed to get the forces on your side. Fantastic. However, outside you saw... Alfgeet and his glam tinkering forces all stood staring at you. There was an exchange with Alfgeet before the glam tinkering forces managed to smash through into the glam tinker estate. Thalia and company got up to the balcony, said they're being followed, and that's where your old friend, Corvanus, decided to hold whole door and allow you guys to escape. Osric gave him the knock-knock-lock to help him do so. Y'all jumped over the balcony with Thalia, Aldwin, and Bergwine to charge Alfgeet. A fight between Tyrion forces and Glamdringer forces and you guys and so many others ensued. You cut your way to Alfgeet to stop him getting on an airship. In the process of fighting him and his bodyguard, Melinda managed to break the airship. <laughs> Use Mage Hands to switch it off. And meanwhile, Osric got onto the airship. And what did you do? I made him really hot under his collar. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Alfgeet took off his armour, which actually helped massively because none of you were hitting him. Mm -hmm. And then I pressed the mage <laughs> hand, pressed all of the buttons on the, yes. on the airship, oh, which God. caused various things to happen, <laughs> including making the airship crash. Yes, yeah. Well, it was that and the combination of the fact that the Alfgeet was meant to be driving and uh, he was taking off his armour that meant that... <laughs> Yes. You rolled a nat one. I don't think it was intended, but here we are. <laughs> Butterfly effect, Alfgeet, or I should say the sprite effect, Alfgeet managed to take off his armour and simultaneously crash the airship back into the fight, hitting all the guards as well as Volley. Ouch. 
we ended on a smoky scene in the middle of the giant fight that's going on, a crashed airship, Finn being the only one who's actually still standing up along with Zag. <laughs> Zag's completely <laughs> unhurt. <laughs> Zag is completely unhurt. And that's where we're at. So everyone who's not Finn or Zag, roll 2d6 of damage, please. All righty. Okay. What a way to start a finale. (laughs) (laughs) And I was quite unwell before this. (laughs) Volley takes six damage, leaving him very, very, very splintered and cracked and broken. Melinda also takes six. (laughs) Oh, God. Melinda is not still up. Oh, no. <laughs> I am rolling death save, so welcome <laughs> up to the episode. Welcome guys. back, Melinda. Welcome to the other side. <laughs> all those strategic plans I've been making all week. <laughs> Normally, making death saves is the strange thing. You, it's like the period between death saves. It's the oh, Melinda's like died three times. <laughs> uh, I'm going to roll for the guards. This is just what life oh, outside of the library is like. Well, to be fair, if you're used to living with quiet books all day long, then this is very different. <laughs> How did Osric fare? Osric got a five, which brings him to okay territory. <laughs> <laughs> Just for everyone's awareness, we don't want the DM to know how much health we've actually got because yeah. it's never a good thing. <laughs> I'm not playing against you. <laughs> I... No, 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 but it's just um, we don't trust you. <laughs> On an... Out of game side note, three lots of 2d6 have just been rolled in roll 20, and we've rolled a two and a four, a four and a two, and a two and a four. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, I got a four and a two, and then a two and a four. So, Finn, there is smoke everywhere. There's a crash ship that smashed through this entire fight again. It came back at you, knocked over the knights around you, and then straight to the fight between Tyrion forces and Glam Tinkerin forces. You are stood, the only one left from your little skirmish still standing. Around you are still soldiers fighting each other. Through the thick smoke, you cannot see any of your friends right now. There's a couple of flames from where the airship was. Guys! Is anybody there? Finn will uh, shout out. I mean, how thick is the smoke? Can I do a perception check based on where I knew people were and where they could be now? Yes, for sure. You don't need to roll for that. The ship went past you. It went into the fight. It created a big explosion, but it's smoky, like a house fire, if you will. There's that level of smoke coming from the ship and the engine. You do see shapes, you can still hear shouting and screaming and clash of swords, occasional shots of gunfire, and it is starting to dissipate. I need you to roll perception for me, as the dark figure's going to start coming towards you. That perception with advantage? No, it is not. Can I get Zag to give me a help action by, like, <laughs> sniffing into the air to see if he can find something? Well, Zag would naturally be looking anyway, wouldn't yeah. he? He'd be naturally aware on your shoulder. So, yeah. yes, you can have a help action from Zag, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Please. On this occasion. Yeah. Oh, I love my little red rocket raccoon. That's a nat 20. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, you are looking through the smoke, you're calling out. Suddenly, Zag jumps aggressively forwards at this figure that you didn't even notice was coming towards you. You will get first action on it. Okay. It's clearly aggressive. Zag is making very aware it's aggressive. Okay, um, so with that in mind, I guess I will take a shot at it with bang. Okay, roll to hit, please. Uh, 18. Uh, 18 is going to hit. Roll damage. Just seven. As this figure runs towards you, 
You shoot at it just as it starts coming out the smoke. You hear a high-pitched screech, and the shape turns into black smoke and dissipates towards you and just vanishes. Ah! What the hell? <laughs> Behind it, you see three more heading towards you. Um... Sag! They're all coming towards you. Roll to hit each one. Jesus, I get three actions. Yeah. I feel so OP. Um, and... Okay, so that's a 9, a 26, and a 24. Roll damage for everyone above the 9. That is a 12 and a 9. Those two, again, dissipate with a high screech coming towards you. The last one you missed, however... Stabs you in the throat. Can I bonus action tell Zag to attack that one? Uh, no. Because I've just had, like, four attacks. <laughs> I'm being cheeky, I know. <laughs> Don't try your luck. 17. Uh, that's my AC, so it hits. You take four damage as the smoke comes at you. It goes all around you. You feel cuts across your body, and then it dissipates again. Okay. Osric and Volley and Melinda, you are all sprawled across the floor. Melinda, you are in death saves. Osric and Volley, you are aware of what's going on, although very hurt. Melinda, roll your first death save for me. And I have got a nat 20. Okay, uh, shit, all right. You are back up with one HP. Congratulations, Melinda's back in the fight, everyone. I'm back up. You're back up, one HP. Okay, great. Nat 20. (laughs) All right. Okay, so all three of you now are aware of what's going on. (laughs) I don't know if I want to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) This campaign just got a lot darker. (laughs) Yeah, Christ. (laughs) Melinda, it's you. You've just woken up. <laughs> okay, great. Um, oh, Os- Osric, are you are you okay? Vo- Volley, is that is that you? I think I might be dead. I definitely feel like I was dead. Oh, what what the fuck happened? <laughs> I think I'm going to cast the cantrips, blade ward. Uh, which I did like the last okay. time, which is like a shield because I think that would be best. Fair. That's valid. Okay. <laughs> That's a one from my book. That will mean that I'll get resistance from budgeting, piercing, and slashing damage. So. <laughs> Very useful for someone so close to death. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Upon doing that, there's suddenly the sound of fights coming back again. You hear the clash of swords, the shouts of people who are fighting. As the smoke starts dissipating, you start seeing, rather than just shapes like what Finn was seeing, you start seeing actual people fighting again. I'm definitely not getting up. I'm probably going to look like I'm playing dead. Obviously, I'm checked on Osric and Volley, but I'm not standing up yet. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Volley, you're next. Uh, is everybody okay? Osric? Mal? I don't know if I am. I don't think I'm... Well, I feel a bit broken. Do you see Elfgeet? We better get you away from the fire. There's a fire! <laughs> And then Volley, with no regard for his broken branches, is now up on his knees, like, frantically looking for the fire. There's a lot of fire. There's burning on the ship. Uh, I need to move away from the fire. Maybe don't open your eyes just yet, Volley. You'd struggle to look at a direction that doesn't have fire. Volley's going to summon Punk and Rock within him just to make sure they're still with him. They're just a splattered mess. Oh, God. Shall I roll to see if they're alive? <laughs> oh, oh, please don't kill them. Volley's so close to death. 
Alex has been watching that Amazon show, Invincible, where it just gets yeah. so real. Uh, <laughs> in one night, Volley loses his T-shirt and his fucking rock. <laughs> um, no, they're, they're fine. They're absolutely fine. Okay. <laughs> you check internally to see if they're okay, and then out of your forearm, you see Punk and Rock just pop up wearing little crash helmets. We're good, bro. We got this. All right. They give you the uh, rock on side and then pop back in. Okay. Okay. Punk and Rock are fine. Good. Can I see anywhere? I really badly want to know their backstory. <laughs> I've been building it in my head. They were roadies. Can I see anywhere that I think the three of us could hide to try and, like, recuperate and let things settle? In all honesty, not really. I would normally let you roll something like that, but you are in the middle of a huge fight. I guess the other option is, actually, you know what? Roll perception, and I'll see if there's something you can do. It's going to be hard because it's a bit of a fight. I think what I would do is, like, I would listen for the sounds of fighting and move in the opposite direction. But, yeah, I'll roll. Eight. No, so right now where you're at, you're in the middle of... Again, it's the fighting on the top tier, airships firing cannons at each other. Around you are tiered forces fighting glam tinkering forces. Between the smoke and the shouts and the chaos of war, it's very hard to see what's going on. I'm so hurt. I'm a little bit disorientated right now. I'm going to move towards Osric and Melinda, try and regroup. And by move, I mean crawl slowly on my hands and knees. Yeah. I'll probably hand and knee, because I'm pretty sure one arm is probably snapped in two at this point. Osric is still just a bundle on the floor at this point. I'm just a mess of broken twigs and branches. Well, we're all in it together then, aren't we? Except Finn, he's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Osric, it's you. I think my shield's been blown away from me, so taking his hammer in his left hand, he grips it with a head face in the floor and hauls himself up to his feet. Turning to the others, he says, this isn't over yet. I'm going to give you my aid, but I need yours to bring down Afgeet. He'll cast aid, and he sends out little clockwork moats to surround Volley, Melinda, and himself. That'll give each of us five hit points back and increase our maximum by five. And bending down, he will awkwardly attach his shield back to his hurt arm. It's time for round two. Melinda will <laughs> help him with that, I feel like he might not be that good at that yet. No, he needs help. <laughs> That shield is pretty heavy. <laughs> As you do that, out of the wreckage beside you, you see one of the knights in black armor start stepping back up, facing you. Where the rest of them are, you don't know. Okay. I would like everyone who is at this fight now, and that includes you, Finn, to roll perception for me, please. So, uh, 15 for Finn. 11 for Volley. I got a 12 with my passive. Yeah, I got 14. Everyone over 10 would pass. The ratio of tier enforcers to glam tinker enforcers is incredibly low. I thought you might say that. (laughs) (laughs) The revolution and tier enforcers weren't grouped together, so with the revolution having lost already and now the tier enforcers fighting the glam tinker enforcers, there's definitely a turning of the tide around you. And I think you'd all be aware of that at this point. Away from us. Yeah, it's turning against you for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure it was ever with us. Osric, we need to persuade these glam tinker enforcers that you are their real daddy? (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to bring around a different sort of politics to tear than a weird daddy-fixated system. Not daddy politics. (laughs) That's very good to hear. (laughs) The knight is going to start walking towards you and we're back in initiative. Okay. Osric's got to just ready his shield. Finn, from your perspective... 
as the smoke has cleared for you now, you see the fight around you, you see the situation, and then beside you to your left, you see this knight heading towards Osric, Folly, and Melinda. Okay. Let me just roll something quickly. Is that for the shopkeeper making our tombstones? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're really bad. <laughs> Melinda, it's you. Oh, I might die again. I'm going to cast a different cantrip, True Strike, which means that um, I gain insight into the target, which would be this guard's defences, and I will gain advantage on my attack roll next turn. So I can find out what his weaknesses are. Okay. You know inherently inside that his weakness would be magical weapons, or essence-based weapons. For D&D rules, anything with a magical trait, it would be weak too. Next is Finn. That's handy. That's what Finn's pistol is. So does that mean advantage or extra damage? Extra damage. Okay. Finn's going to first, to try and sort of put the man in the game, he's going to bonus action, command Zag. He's going to tell Zag to go and attack. Go on, Zag! Go get that knight! Stop him from hurting our friends! Zag is going to run at the knight aggressively in that Pikachu style where uh, Ash is using quick attack and it's just kind of dashing forwards as it runs. It's going to start attacking uh, the knight's foot. Zag gets... 14! No. I swear to God, I'm going to have to promote Zag the day he hits something. <laughs> Zag just, <laughs> again, it looks really cool. He's dashing across. You guys also see Zag come out of nowhere, dashes towards him, what the hero you need, and then just starts gnawing on the knight's ankle. And the knight just doesn't even notice. Clearly you have not trained him yeah, to no. hit. You really just need to focus on tripping people up because that seems to be his main... Uh... Zag has all the intention of doing something grand and then just goes like... <laughs> so I'm going to take a shot at the knight. Perfect. Roll to hit. Uh, that's 12. That's a 12. <laughs> that's a 12. That's a 12. That's a 12. The knight doesn't even look towards you as the bullet goes past. He just starts walking. He's death staring at Osric moving towards him. My roll's been so bad to hit these things. <laughs> Osric, it's you. I'm guessing it's too smoky to make out where Alfgeet may have landed. It's not smoky, but you can't see Alfgeet or his men. Okay. Um, but I can see this knight near me, so... Given that Melinda is so hurt and Volley doesn't sound the best either, I think I'm going to put myself between them and this guard and go for a hit as well. Okay. So, Osric doesn't roll great. He rolls a 14. Uh, that won't hit, but you're going to run towards him, are you, and get in the way of him? Yes. It seems like he wants me anyway, so might as well lean into it. Your weapon hits him. It doesn't seem to connect in any real sense. Yeah, just clangs off his armor. Yeah, exactly. Great. Oh, so it looks annoyed at his hammer because for all its size, it's not done very well this whole campaign. He needs a better one. <laughs> it's now Bergwine's Spanatung's turn. Across the sky, you're going to see a projection of Bergwine with his glorious mustache, a little bit of blood dripping off the side of it. The city is lost. All men and women loyal to Tia and freedom, evacuate the city immediately. I repeat, evacuate the city immediately. Now, how does he expect us to do that? In the projection, you suddenly see him kind of duck a swipe as the sword goes by, and then he disappears off the projection. That's some impressive multitasking. <laughs> Next in line is actually the Black Knight. He rolls a six. He's going to swing at Osric, but you manage to dodge. He gets disadvantage, because Zag's there. 
guess this I mean, it doesn't matter anyway, Gus. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm more just telling him for future reference. If Zag is within five feet of a creature he can see, any attack roll that they make that isn't towards Zag is made with disadvantage. Oh, that's pretty impressive. There was a good reason for sending Zag at him, regardless of whether or not he hit. <laughs> Look at Dave trying to justify a Zag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, imposing disadvantage is pretty decent. It is, it's very good. It seems as though Melinda's attached to Elstrick's shield pretty effectively, so clangs off that. Next. Volley, it's your turn. Sorry, you should have gone before Osric. Apologies. It's fine. Just make my initiative go after Osric. It doesn't really make that much difference. Plus, I don't want to get punched in the face by this thing because it would probably kill me. So Volley is seeing Osric dash forward towards this knight in what Volley can only assume is a fit of madness. Volley's going to scramble up off his knees shakily to his feet here around the side of the gnome and fire out quite weak looking but he's going to fire out a level two magic missile towards this bodyguard of alfgeet uh so it's 4d4 plus four it's pretty strong actually isn't it it is like if you use it, it at high levels strong. it is pretty strong yeah, yeah. so it's 15 damage in total Ooh. and then after volley flings these thorns, these giant wooden thorns, towards the start night. He does drop down to his knee again as the essence in him is almost expended. He's pretty weak. The knight definitely takes a stumble and then carries on. As though nothing happened after the stumble, there's a quick momentary lapse. Mm. That's the end of round one. As the round ends, one normal Glam Tinker Enforcer is going to join the fray. <laughs> As if this wasn't a hard enough fight to begin with. As the Tyrion forces are either dead or running, more and more Glam Tinker forces are going to join the fights that are still happening. I'm starting to feel like more and more this is starting to sound like if we stay here, we're almost completely destined to die. Yeah. <laughs> Test it out. Melinda, it's you. I'm going to say, Osric, I really think we need to fight our way out of here so we can regroup. You heard what Bergwine said. If I move towards him, does it seem like I'm maybe moving away from the middle? You know what I mean? Like, Osric moved towards the knight. Where the knight is, because that's where your fight was originally, behind him, mm -hmm. there is no guards as such or fighting happening there yet, no. Understood. Okay, yeah. So I will head in that direction, but definitely still behind Osric. And yeah, and as I do that, I will cast Eldritch Blast with advantage since I know about this uh, knight. Oh, I probably didn't need advantage. Rolling really well today. Lucky for some then, isn't it? Volley, roll an additional 1d4. Oh. On top of my 4d4. On top of your 4d4, yeah. Pl with a plus or just flat? Just flat. It's an extra damage. A flat 1d4. Uh, just a 1. So an extra 1 damage. Still something. It's nothing to be sniffed at. Nope. It's better than a kick in the teeth. Sorry, Melinda. I forgot that you get extra okay. 1d4 for magic weapons. So I rolled a 21 to hit. That'll do it. That will hit. Oh, what useless... I always one. imagine Eldritch Blast, somewhat like a Hadouken. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Just always like, picture it like that. Uh, yeah, and Melinda is all about, like, flashy lights. That's, like, what her <laughs> magic is like. And it's still quite new to her, so it's not really that sophisticated. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just a quick smash fine. of force energy. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a five damage. Five damage. Uh, you get an extra 1d4 as well because of uh, magic. And that's a three, so eight total. Eight damage. The knight is looking very weak. It's hisses a weird guttural sound that's almost like a cold whisper that kind of gives you chills. OK, 
Can I shout at the Glamtinker guard? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to shout at the Glamtinker guard as well and just say, we're not your enemy. We need to get out of here. This place is unsafe. The Glamtinker guard, seeing you attack one of the bodyguards of Alfki, um, he's going to, as he's coming towards you, he's going to go, shut your mouth, you traitor. And then he's, he's actually, he's not, it's not his turn yet, actually, but in his turn, he's really angry, and in his turn, he'll do something about it. I'm going to enjoy being alive while she can. Alex, tell me to wait till my turn if you want to, but my plan was to do basically what Amy's just done. So if you'll allow it, Osric will shout, can you not see how Alfgeet has poisoned your mind against the city? Okay, because two of you are doing it, I'll allow you to roll a normal persuasion check, but it'll be hard. Yep, so just Melinda rolls it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing okay. it. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. This is generally how Melinda and Osric work. Like, Melinda is his hype man. <laughs> like... Going into this, because I want to be completely on board, if you get an 18 or up, it'll affect something. Okay. Uh, this is tense. Uh, it's not just, just Amy that's above board. Uh... Persuasion. Yeah. Oh, no. 12. Okay, no. He's still just seething. Um, as he comes towards you. Yeah. Volley, it's you. So Volley's still looking a little weak. Does the guard knight thing look visibly injured? It's strange. It's armour, which should be made of pure metal. You see it where your spells hit it and where Melinda's spell hit it, almost shimmering with cracks. Okay. You could take from that it's damaged in some strange way. So... Volley on his knees, seeing the Dark Knight looking a little weaker, kind of summons some form of essence from within him, even though his stores are running low and he's clearly injured. He summons a bit of essence, and with my bonus action, that is going to create a level one spell using my sorcery points. He unleashes another bout of magic missile, and thus three giant wooden thorns fly towards the knight again. Roll your damage, and with a 1d4 extra. So with the... Ugh, I got a 2, a 1, a 1, and a 1! <laughs> plus so, 4, right? Plus 4. Plus 3, because I only did it at level 1. So I got 8 damage in total, including the bonus. It looks incredibly cracked. It's like shimmering. It looks almost as though it's phasing in and out of this reality. Okay. After the thorns hit the knight... Folly looks up and just yells, Leave us alone! And then Punk and Rock come out and shake the little fish and go, Yeah, fuck off, man! <laughs> right, so now it's Finn's turn. Um, okay, so I'm going to take a shot at the Dark Knight. Do it. 25. Damn, uh, yeah. Yeah, that'll hit. Finally hits, and I rolled one damage. That's <laughs> six. Six. Six plus 1d4 for his magic weapon. Uh, that's a three, so that's nine total. Finn, you haven't killed it yet. <laughs> you that are a mean. monster. Uh, <laughs> and I'll bonus action have Zag see if he can finally hit something. Oh, come on. He can do it. I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> He's going to knock it down. It's very, very interesting. I'm going to keep sending Zag after things until he finally hits something. Your bullet from your essence gun slams into the night, and it looks incredibly injured. It's like flickering <gasps> at all sides now. What? Zag got a crit! 
Zach has never hit anything, and his first hit is a crit. I'm gonna be honest, Dave. The knight is on one HP. I don't so, care. No, I'm saying this bullet hits the knight while it's flickering, barely holding onto life or this realm. Wait, where, how far away is the glam tinker enforcer? Can I cleave into it, or is it too far away? Yeah, you can do. So I should still roll damage. Roll damage. It's like he's finally got a taste for how this works, and he's like, yes, and I. Yeah. Uh, remember that we're now, the new crit rules are that you roll twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing normal crit rolls now because I kept almost killing you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> had a lot of nat 20s today. It's been a pretty nat 20 day, yeah. 10. 10 damage. Yeah. Zag, finish the night. Zag, get him! And Zag, like, corkscrews through the chest of the knight. And as he does, just sort of, like, rips open the armor and destroys whatever's inside. Oh, my God. It's like a reverse alien. <laughs> yeah, I'd say reverse alien's probably a bit more apt. The old reverse alien. Because the knight definitely doesn't look at the Gru as if he's fine and then explode. He just gets drilled. And then after he does that, he <laughs> jumps out and goes after the glam tinker enforcer yelling at Melinda. <laughs> so she just jumps through the night. Yeah. <laughs> He's like left a cartoon shaped hole. In the... Yeah, he finally hit something and saved up all of his latent rage to destroy this night. I'm honestly quite glad he doesn't do that to everyone. That would be horrific. <laughs> yeah. um, let me check the HP on the Enforcer, because they're not very strong. Oh, please let Zag just, like, <laughs> rip his throat out. Melinda's going to be terrified of this little panda. Saving your life. Why didn't we just have this guy do this all the time? Oh, no, he's not that weak. Okay. So, Zag does that, and then the knight only had one HP, so you, do, you did 10 damage total. Yeah. So you do nine damage to the Enforcer, who's still raging, but then is attacked by an even more raging panda. <laughs> Okay, that's Zag's turn. I'm so happy. Zag's finally hit something. <laughs> because of that as well, Zag saw you guys failing to kill it. Zag just thinks it's God. Like, it thinks it's so powerful. But it then went straight into attacking another one. <laughs> <laughs> He's high on the blood of battle. Osric, it's you. So this knight has just been torn apart in front of me. Is it apparent what he is now? Because I'm so close to it. The hole in its chest that has been left by Sag. Okay. You see black, smoky vapor really subtly just coming out the wound and then evaporating. It's an enforcer mech suit, mm -hmm. but there seems to be no one in it other than this black vapor. Sure. Can I attempt to take the helmet off? Yeah, it's not going to stop you. Okay. What I want to do is basically take the helmet off and turn it towards the glam tinker and say, this is what Alfgeet is bringing to Tyr. Okay, yes, you can. As you do that, there's smoke coming out. It's just kind of evaporating. Actually, sorry, let me, let me phrase that. I do that very distinctively with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> and whilst this is happening, uh, Zag is, like, scratching at his chest. <laughs> can I use my action, which will be in the next round? I don't know if this is correct or not, but to help with this. Yeah, I'll allow you to use your turn to help instead. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what are you going to do to help? Use her hand on the other side of him. <laughs> Make sure he doesn't drop the helmet, because <laughs> that would really ruin the effect. Okay, quick one. So what I thought would be fun from now on is that when someone helps someone, rather than one of you getting to roll twice, both of you get to roll once. So it feels more like helping. So the advantage is just being shared. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah I thought it'd be more fun that way. So yeah, both of you roll once, and you'll get the highest. What am I rolling? Sorry, persuasion. Uh, persuasion. I got a sixteen. You rolled higher than me. I only got nine. I'm hoping that this smoke spewing corpse of a dead knight is enough to convince them that something isn't quite right here. It's really hard to persuade people of stuff when you're like half dead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're just bleeding. <laughs> After I do that, then I'll probably kick the remains of this armor to the floor and turn to everyone else and say, I think he's gone. I think we have no choice now. We have to get out of here. Save our skin where we can. The enforcer looks like he's listening. Uh, I don't know what that is. He's going to take stock and look around at the battle that's happening. I can help you guys escape. If you can get this panda off me, I can help you guys get out. <laughs> I know it's not much, but it's at least something I can help you with. I don't know if I can do that. He's got the blood rage. <laughs> <laughs> you should have really just been like, oh, he's lovely. He's lovely, guy. You would never think. <laughs> he's truly a vicious creature. As he's just going... <laughs> <laughs> It was like pure fluke it kills someone. He's just back to gnawing like the metal part of his like armor and his heel. <laughs> Zag, return! Uh, Zag <laughs> walks back to pissed off at you. When he dies, he is mine. <laughs> if you follow me, I can take you to the air docks, at least the way that people aren't fighting, or I could try and get you there anyway. I know it's not much, but my Lord Glam Tinker. Maybe it might make up for the damage I've done here at Tear. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. We would appreciate any help right now. We're, we're all in this together. Follow me, then. He's going to try and leave you at the battlefield. Before that happens, sorry, Alex, can I just turn to make sure everyone is on the same page as Osric? I just want to look at each person in the eyes. Honestly, I think Osric is probably the one who most wanted Alfgeet, but just to check. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, but I would like to pick up the helmet of the knight that has just evaporated because I want to take it for research wise sure yeah Finn looks at Osric yells blood for the blood god skull for the skull throne <laughs> and then charges into battle uh, no he doesn't do any of that <laughs> yeah everyone seems to agree with you Osric except for when you look at Finn on his shoulder is Zack and he's doing the finger across his throat <laughs> <laughs> Melinda doesn't realise it but Zack's taken the helmet and has put it on himself <laughs> as his trophy he can carry it if he wants. He's picked up some oil off the floor and he's just done like a line across his eye. Just claws <laughs> across his own face. <laughs> we best get out of here where we still can. Okay, so he's going to lead you. You do see tier enforcers are running, basically. There are airships trying to leave out through the main gate. There are airships trying to go out through the airship uh, exits of the mountain. There are tier enforcers and revolutionary and even civilians just running in all directions trying to get out. He's going to take you away from those, down some alleyways. Please, this way, follow me. I think there's, there's a shortcut that we use sometimes when we've got to do some policing down at the air docks. Please, this way. And he's going to take you through a pipe that takes you off the streets. It is pure pandemonium at this point. You've got ships are still being shot down. People are still being cut down. It's just brother on brother, sister on sister, pure chaos. But it takes about 15 minutes. You hear all kinds of crazy noises outside. There's clearly still a war going on. He gets you to an exit port. On the other side, here's the air dock, sir. Follow me, I'll try and get us through any guards, but I think we should prepare to fight. If this is the best way, we should minimise bloodshed where we can, but our hope here is to save as many lives as possible. Yes, my lord. And he pushes open the door, and you see the air dock in front of you. Now, the air dock of Tyr is huge. It's where all the trade comes in. Tyr is a trade city, so it's absolutely huge. Ships come in, ships come out, ships of all sizes. Large, small, personal, military, whatever. 
what you see ahead of you is a pure war for people trying to get on the ships to get out, both civilians and Tyrion forces and revolutionaries alike, and Glamtrigan forces cutting people down left, right and centre and stopping them. You see people fighting on the ships and being pushed off as the ships are taking away. You see some of them being shot down by cannons on the ground. It's a mass exodus of the city of which not everyone is making it on the ships alive. Yeah, can I, can I turn to this Enforcer and say, your place is with your fellow Enforcers. Go back out there and get as many to safety as possible. Yes, my lord. You see the private of the Glamtinker Forces rip off his Glamtinker badge and throw it on the ground and run over to help some tier enforcers. <laughs> Does it reveal coming. an older tier one below it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he <laughs> reveals like a swimming badge underneath. <laughs> 100 meters. <laughs> Silver swimming certificate, gold swimming <laughs> certificate. The private rips off his Glam Tinker enforcer badge, throws it on the ground as he runs towards some tier enforcers who are trying to help civilians get onto a ship while fighting off some Glam Tinkers. And that's probably the last time you'll ever see him. <laughs> so ahead of you, there are huge galleons that are leaving. You have options, basically. There are many different ships, all of which seem way overcrowded, are being fought over, whatever. Everyone is looking for a ship, Rob Perception, for me. I'm going to be annoyed for anyone who isn't looking for a way off the ship right now. <laughs> um, that's a passive uh, perception Probably he's just playing like a ball on the floor just by himself. Yeah, mine's 14. <laughs> yeah, looking yeah, at everyone's well. rolls, I think we're all going to be sitting on our passives. <laughs> yeah. 10. 10. Okay. So what's the highest number? Because that determines what ships you see. 14, I think. 14. Okay, so there is one ship that you can see that's within running distance that no one seems to be on. The way the dock works, everything's kind of floating a little bit anyway. It's a small airship with some small guns on the side, a cabin. It looks like your average kind of trading vessel, effectively. Yeah. It's a slightly battered with a patchwork balloon on top and made out of brass, effectively. It could be crewed with a very small crew. And that is currently sat on the dock. No one seems to be noticing it. Everyone's going for the bigger ships at the moment. Yeah. Over here, guys. I can see one. It's perfect. It's a Z100. These are great little airships. Let's go. we got to get out of here. You run down the dock. You run past a couple of civilians. Like, there's no one really stopping you. No one's really paying attention. The fights are happening more on the big groups of people. On the side of the ship in Gnomish, it's written Storm Chaser. When you get on it, who is going to pilot the ship? I know loads about airships. I grew up on these things. Finn would have a cursory knowledge, but he wouldn't be an expert. Os Osric? No. Osric can't fly for shit. He's a ground gnome. Yeah, that's valid. Fine. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a ground. I'm thinks she knows what she's doing. It's been a while, but at this point, she thinks she knows. You got this, Mel. Fully hearing everyone talk about piloting the ship, he's going to have a look at the command console and just shake it to go. And he's just going to slump in the corner. So the way it works is there's a cabin where you pilot the ship from, effectively, and in it is chairs. Every single airship has chairs with harnesses because occasionally you've got to pull slightly risky manoeuvres in an airship, and that way it stops you from falling over the side <laughs> or going crazy. So it's quite common that you will lock yourselves in with the cross harnesses. Now, these are also both in the cabin where you pilot it, down in the lower decks where you can be, and more importantly, on the guns on the side of the ships. Okay? Mm -hmm. Melinda, I'm assuming you go straight into the chair knowing what you're doing. Yeah, I'll head to the pilot's chair and shout back I need two of you to take the guns on the side we might take fire as we go up I hope this comes back to me I've not been in one of these for so long well I certainly know my way around a gun as he holsters bang okay so who is going on the two side guns Finn will take one I, I I'm not very good of heights can I go downstairs please <laughs> fully <sighs> kind of like gets up and he's like 
I can do the gun, I suppose. Like, trudges over to the other side. Harness yourself up. I've uh, not done this for a while. Are there harnesses? I was going to it twice. <laughs> I was about to get Volley to roll to see if he should know he should harness up. So <laughs> no, yes, okay, I'm telling everybody that they should put their harness on. I was literally about like, Volley, roll intelligence. She's faking confidence, but, you know. Probably takes a second, but I think he'd figure it out eventually. Okay. So, Melinda. Are we going to crash two airships in two episodes? (laughs) (laughs) There is another huge explosion as one of the big airships, one that seems to be carrying many, many civilians on it, is shot down as it leaves dock and starts going down to the ground. You then start seeing some smaller airships start flying and start shooting at some other airships that are going. The Glamtigan forces seem to be trying to stop people leaving. Before anything else happens... If there's a moment of silence, anyone listening will be able to hear Osric just quietly praying to himself in the hold. Oh, Felibrus, please don't let me die like this. Please don't let me die like this. Not in my burning city. Not now. Not after 200 years. (laughs) This prayer is going to grant Melinda guidance so she gets a D4 to an ability check of her choice. (laughs) Can I just ask as well, sorry, how many guns are on each side? Is it one or are there multiple? It's a really small ship. It's basically one sort of chain gun on either side. Okay. It's not even essence-based. It's purely just projectile-based. It's a beaten-up old merchant vessel. It has basic guns to stop pirates if they meet them. Yeah, sure. Okay, Amy, roll intelligence for me. You are a Sky Gnome. You are from Galestar, so you are familiar with this. So roll with advantage to see that you understand how the controls and so on work. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, is it... Is it... Could it be my passive intelligence? (laughs) Um, Amy, uh, you can you can use that D four if you want to. Yes, I mean I think I definitely will. Um, what was it without the D four? A nine. At best. At best, yeah, I rolled a one on the other one. A twelve altogether. Oh, twelve. So twelve will do it. It's not a speed vessel. Twelve will do it. Ten above would do it. So although you're a bit kind of like, oh, it's been you know you've not done it in a while, you do get how it works. It's got the speed lever. It's got the up and down. It's got roll. It's pretty straightforward stuff. Don't roll it. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Melinda we'll never liked it when people did that when she was in the <laughs> She'd definitely vomit. Melinda, take it away. Take the ship up. So what um, I'd like to do is go up in the air, and I'm mostly focused on just getting out of here and getting up, but if there is a bigger ship, then I'd like to kind of get in the shadow of it so that then that ship will take the heat off of me because I'm not, like, I'm not looking for a tactical airship fight here because a skirmish I don't think Melinda has skill for. You slam the engine on, you feel the full-on whir of the essence engine, you all feel it, the hum of the deck, and the ship's going to take off and separate from the plank that's holding to the dock. You are going to start going up. There are ships going up with you. You're kind of going in a convoy, unintentionally almost a convoy leaving, going up out of the dock. The dock has this roof which opens up, you go out of it, then you're above tier, and that's where people are being shot by. Roll decks to see if you can use one of the larger ships to get between you and whatever's outside, because they will absolutely be able to take more damage than you will. My personal decks. (laughs) I rolled a 12. With a 12 in intelligence from knowing how it works, you're able to read the situation well enough to know to position your ship behind the large ship as it goes out of the open roof. Shots do immediately start coming and smashing into the ship next to you. I'm gonna roll damage for it to see how it does. Okay, so two major shots start smashing into this large bulker of a vessel. The bulker starts firing off some shots back at the city. It is in the way of you and it is taking all the shots. You are able to get out 
of the open roof of the dock without taking any of the defense cannons. You are now over and above tier. From where you are, you can see two major ways out. There is the air traffic that goes out through the top of the mountain, where a lot of people come in. There's also the giant gates of tier. They are huge, huge gates. They're how you came into tier in the first place. Those are your two options. It would be quicker and easier to go straight out the top of the mountain. However, that is heavily defended. It would be longer and more risky to go out the gate of tier because it's not really made for ships. Smaller vessels do go out through that way. And it should be less air defended, more ground defended. Does that make sense? Hmm. Osric, what do you think about going out the main gates we came in? I'm not sure I fancy trying to get out of this mountain. Have you ever caught an airship out of here before? Not in the middle of a war. I don't know. I think that I will go the long way round. It's okay. more risky, but we're at least closer to the ground, so um, yeah. Just make sure you have your harnesses on. Are there any parachutes in the back there? There are not parachutes, but there is basically their version of it. There are featherfall belts. It's a one-time use belt. Mm-hmm. How many are there? There are seven. Okay, let's put these on just as a safety precaution. Hell yeah, I'm claiming a featherfall belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm putting my walkthrough walls belt in my bag and putting this one on instead. <laughs> I immediately make a note in my log to uh, unprepare Featherfall. You are going over the city. While you're doing that, I need to roll for the airships of the Glam Tinkers to see if they notice you or if they care about you. There's a lot going on. There are still tier vessels shooting at each other. So you manage to get to the gate absolutely fine. Everyone else seems to be more obsessed with either the bigger ships or the ones that are fighting. No one seems to really care about one small vessel that is going pretty fast over tier. As you go past, you do see below you there's still fighting going on. As you get to the gate, the main gate of Tyr, there is a huge array of civilians trying to get out. It's a mass exodus. People are pushing past the, the booths that you saw when you first come in that would check where you are. People are pushing past them. People are throwing over guards. There are some guards trying to stop it. You can kind of make out a couple of like bronze mech suits, but they are massively overwhelmed by just people in general trying to get out. And then as you start going over them and you get towards the gate, the gates start to close. The two huge doors of tier that only ever close at night start closing on you. Trapping everyone into the city. Exactly. We need to speed up to get out of here, but if you can do anything to stop those gates from closing. Yeah, can we do both? Can we speed up and shoot it? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, shoot the hinges. Break the doors open. You got it. Those of you who are shooting roll to hit. So what you have, it'll be your dex plus two to hit. Okay. Um, 20. Dirty. So that's 11. <laughs> Dirty 20. <laughs> well, he should shoot guns more often. <laughs> Apparently. He's had all this practice with game. his magic missiles. His <laughs> aim is in. I finish shamed. <laughs> and you say you're from Galestar. <laughs> and I use guns. <laughs> uh, Amy, what did you get for your decks to speed up and go oh, through? Sorry. Um, oh, sorry. Dirty 20. Two Dirty 20 is fucking out. Okay. So... Melinda, you kick the ship into full gear. You start speeding up as fast as the ship can take it. The essence engine starts rattling as it reaches full velocity. While that happens, Finn's bullets spray past the kick of the speed suddenly throws them off and the bullets not really finding purchase or damaging much and more just ricocheting. Volley, however, <laughs> you hear what Osric said. The full clip of your gun goes smashing in to the hinge of the right-hand side door. It does two things. One, it slows the door from closing properly. So it gets stuck fully open. And as you go flying out of the door, you hear the great crack and wheeze of metal as the entire right side door falls off its hinges and lands outside of Tyr 
enabling everyone inside to still get out. It doesn't crush anybody already out, does it? Boy, am I glad it fell that yeah, way. Yeah, I was going to say, nobody gets crushed today. <laughs> no, if you think of it as an archway, it crushes off to the side, outside. Okay. But everyone is able to still get out. Osric, go to the window. This is a perfect publicity opportunity. <laughs> Just start doing so the queen <laughs> <laughs> I have saved you by allowing you to leave the city. <laughs> Osric for president. Vote for Osric. He opens doors. <laughs> uh, do you do any of that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. To be honest, I I will probably have come to the to the railing. I don't know if I'll necessarily wave, but I will. I do want to see what's going on. What you see is the people of Tia escaping. If you hadn't gone that way, if you hadn't broken those doors, either of those two options, they would have been trapped inside Tia. What you have done is you've enabled people to get out and it would be incredibly hard and take a while for the glamping and forces to be able to rally to stop people leaving. So there's mass exodus. You see humans, gnomes, goblins, Mordanus, Sildred, all just as a big group, anyone carrying their possessions, their children, whatever they can find, and are getting the hell out of there. As long as this doesn't reflect badly on Tyr generally. <laughs> They're just taking all this tale of like insurrection spirit monsters to neighbouring towns. I don't think it reflects well on Tyr, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I, 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 somehow, I somehow doubt the reputation of Tyr is going to be glowing after this. If I'm planning on coming back as like the leader of the city, I've got my job cut out for me, don't I? Yeah, you got to find a ARIA PR firm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you are now, though, Melinda, as you pull away from Tyr, you see the Great Mountain, the Adamantine Peaks behind you. You are getting higher and higher in the sky, as you are like to do as one of these ships, because the higher up, the further you're getting. Mm -hmm. I need you to roll perception for me. Uh, 14. As you get up to the sky, I assume you're going away from Tyr, not over yeah. the mountains, yeah, that's yeah. really high up, just straight away. So you're going over the fields where Unity Day was before. It's pretty much all gone. There's no sign of any of it anymore. Mm-hmm. What you do here on the wind first, the chugging of essence engines, and behind you, you see two known tier fighters. They're really small, they're really mobile, they're made as attack vessels or defense vessels for the city, are coming up behind your vessel. Mm. Anyone um, got any binoculars? I think, I think we need to go down. I can't take those ships from the air. These are things that are used on ships, so you can absolutely check if the cabin still has it. The person who owned the ship might have left them there. Well, yeah, I'll look in the glove box if that exists. If only I hadn't asked to scroll the core or a question, I could have checked. <laughs> Osric, can you can you look down there? Is there any uh, binoculars? You're not on a gunship, are you? Yeah, do, I, I'm in the I'm in the lower hold right now, so I'm going to roll Alex an investigation check. Yeah, sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. You find a number of things. One is you find a rifle that is often used to repel bullets to be able to shoot from one ship to another. Does it have a scope? It does. It has a scope on it for sure. Um, you also find a pair of binoculars and an impressive captain's hat. Okay. Who's least engaged? They're either on guns you. or like other... <laughs> <I guess. laughs> That's exactly why I asked you to look, Osric. I'm delegating everything. You look. Who can I delegate this function to? Osric will keep the rifle because there's a scope on it. He'll toss the binoculars quickly to Finn and the hat has something about it that screams volley. So he'll clearly throw it towards him. <laughs> Volley catches it and smiles for the first time in what feels like a week as the hat nestles on his little broken head. And you see him just relax a little bit. Ah, <laughs> There's no, no time for relaxing just yet. It's an old gnome high society 
captain's hat. So it looks very much like that sideways broad admiral's hat. Excellent. Um, and you have a plus one to charisma while you wear it. Congratulations. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll look down the scope towards the other ship. Just, I just want to see what's going on. Through the scope on your rifle, you can clearly see the markings of Glamtinker. Okay. Melinda, they're Glamtinkers. We best put our foot down. If that's how the ship flies, I don't know. Just go faster. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will try. Um, but I think those things are faster than us. Um, I'll, I think I'll need to look for cover and uh, we'll have to take this to the ground. <laughs> Can I let out a warning shot in the direction of the ships? <laughs> oh, uh, you absolutely can. It'll be a disadvantage because it's so far away. But yeah. Well, absolutely. it doesn't matter because Osric has minus one dexterity, so I just rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> Osric, like, Don't shoot the ship! <laughs> Is that that one? No, it, I rolled a no, two, but he's one. got a minus one on his dexterity. Okay. Because you're going so fast, the wind is blowing Osric's beard back in his face. He's trying to shoot the rifle. You think you have the perfect shot, then just you pull the trigger, your beard goes flying into your eyes and you just shoot off into nowhere. Volley, hearing the rifle, assumes we're attacking them and will swivel in his chair and start shooting at the clam sinkers. Roll with disadvantage because you're quite far. They are closing on you, though. They are much faster than your ship. You're an yeah. old merchant ship. Meanwhile, Osric is trying rapidly to figure out Six. how to reload this bloody rifle. <laughs> uh, it is single shot, yeah, for sure. Everyone roll initiative. 19 for Finn. 13. 16 for Volley. 13 for Melinda. Oh, God. Okay. So, first to act is Finn. The ships are now within reach of your guns. The two fighters are now in shooting range. It is your turn to act, Finn. So um, we're just rolling our dex plus two, was it? Dex plus two for the guns, yeah. Okie dokie. That's a 24. <sighs> that will hit. Uh, roll two d10s, please. That is five damage. Ooh, not great. Okay. As in not great damage or not great for them? Not great damage. Fighter 2 is going to hit, it's going to unload its cannon into your ship, and it does 11 damage. So your ship is currently on 38 HP. Volley, it's you. Volley's going to fire back with a 10. 10 will not hit, I'm afraid. Volley is going to fire back, but as their cannons hit our ship, like chunks of copper and brass kind of fly off in his face, and he just kind of loses it at the last second and veers wide. The fighter's going to dive around and kind of get you from underneath. Next is the other fighter that's coming from the other side. They're also going to try and do a strafing shot across your deck. Finn breathes a sigh of relief now, knowing that Volley isn't necessarily going to beat him out for being a marksman. <laughs> Yet. Yet. He might. The second fighter's going to miss your deck completely. Next is Melinda. Melinda, you are piloting, so you have two options. One is you can roll a dex check to make it harder for your ship to be hit and therefore give disadvantage to all of their turns. Or you can do a normal thing like a spell. Your choice. Yeah, no, I'm going to do that. And I'm also looking to get lower okay. because I know this ship can't outrun them. Like, I don't think so. They're faster than you. It's not a great ship. Yeah. Yeah, so like, we probably just need to get to the ground. I'm dodging, but still moving at the same time. So you can go down 100%, you can go lower than the clouds and start heading down towards the ground. Because of how far you've gone away from Tyr, you're over like fields and like small yeah. villages and stuff. Roll decks for me. If you get above a 12, you'll impose disadvantage on their next shots against your ship. 
Another dirty 20. What, what? Okay, fuck. This is Melinda. Like to pretend she didn't know how to use an airship, but it's in her bones. You feel your parent. Ah, oh, go on, Melinda, you got this. <laughs> and you're just pulling some amazing moves. I'm, I'm determined that's your family now. You've done some amazing moves. That is my family. I will ask if Osric, because he hates being in the sky, can you roll constitution to see if the movements are going to make you vomit? Uh, has she rolled the ship? I told her not to do this. <laughs> I got a six. It's more of like an opposite Top Gun move. You hit the brakes and dive, so they go flying past, and then we come up behind them. <laughs> Osric, you are—you um, do like gap in your mouth a little bit. I just uh, over the edge of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I toss in my tablets that I got from Relic Horrors that may or may not work? <laughs> okay, you can toss in your antacids. Yeah, yeah, my antacids, uh, exactly that. Yeah. Osric, what yeah, are you try doing? Try some of these. They really settle your stomach. <laughs> Osric has absolutely no reason to disbelieve Melinda, so he's going to take one. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> Fuck's sake. So... <laughs> what That's you open, always a good sign. You open the pillbox, and what you actually have are ant acids. You have acidic <laughs> ants. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you open the tin, which say antacids on the front in scrawled writing, and out pop a hundred small ants that are going to immediately go all over the deck. <laughs> what the fuck, Melinda? <laughs> oh, that spitting. cocoa! <laughs> They're going to start spitting acid all over the deck. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> so while we're fighting the other ships, Osric's going to have to fight ants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really did not expect this to ever come out in this situation. <laughs> oh, my God. I expect it to be like a moderate nuisance. Like, she opens it over dinner. Like, oh, no. It's going to be deadly. She <laughs> <laughs> just gets into the wiring and melts the ship. Um, okay, so that's... that's... Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what my action's going to be. <laughs> Kill ants. I'm going to add another round. I'm going to roll for the ants. Right, the ant acids are now in combat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, oh, God, they got an 18. Okay, so they're quite high up in the chain. They come up to Finn now. Uh, they're really active ants. So every round that they are still around, they will do one damage to your hull. <laughs> the ship's health or, like, my health? No, it's like the ship's health. Oh, okay. oh my God. Goodness, to our health. <laughs> the ship's got more health than I have. <laughs> okay, Osric, oh after you us. did that, it is now actually your turn. So all these ants have just jumped out the box, landed on the deck and started spitting acid onto the deck. Osric has nothing that would effectively deal with these ants, so holding his hammer upside down, he's going to swing it around like a broom and just try and <laughs> brush as many people off with this stone hammer off the edge of the ship. When you say people, you mean ants. I do mean ants. <laughs> Roll to hit, will you please? Oh my god, I rolled a natural one. Osric's <laughs> <laughs> so, back in town. Osric nice. is not happy on this bloody ship, oh is he? My god. You did say you were sick. Yeah, <laughs> that was true. I did this after being sick off the side of a ship, so. You are so surprised by trying to take out acid, you just drop your hammer and just vomit on top of them, and that's it. You're surprised <laughs> again. Oh dear. Next is Finn. Finn, it's you. The two fighters are going around your ship, kind of bursting cannons at you. Cool. So I'm going to open fire. Okay. So that's 
a 18. 18. Are you going for the one that's already been hit or the one that hasn't been hit? One that's already been hit. Fine. Uh, yeah, that hits. I mean, it hits either way, Peter. Just so I know which one you'd hurt. Uh, that's 13 damage. Ooh, okay. So that one... Nice. You see one of the engines burst into flame. You see it's still going, but you see kind of that behind enemy line, fucking top gun, burst of flames for one of the engines. And bonus action, I'm going to get Zag to use his repair action to start fixing the uh, ship. Oh, oh, cool. I thought you wanted to get Zag to go attack one of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I hope you put so, yeah. a featherfall parachute on Zag. <laughs> so Zag has an action repair, which he can use three times a day. Magical mechanisms inside him restore 2d8 plus 2 to itself or another construct or object within five feet. Okay, yeah, roll to heal then. Yeah, for sure. So that is a 17. All right. So your ship goes back up to 50 HP. Noise. He's doing that. Zag is actually running around fixing stuff the ship and then finally gets to where the ants are and is just fixing around the ants as they spit on it. <laughs> it is actually the ants' turn. Your ship's going to go down again by one HP as the ants just spit their acid onto the deck around Zag. It's the Fighter 1 now. Fighter 1's going to go in front of you, turn around and try and shoot directly at you as you see it heading towards you and unleashes its guns. It hits. 15. The bullets go slapping across the deck. It actually does kill one or two ants accidentally, but uh, <laughs> you get 15 damage. Exactly as much as I just healed. <laughs> oh, it is actually, yeah, shit, yeah, it is. Yeah, there you go. In fact, because it's exactly the same, you see Zag fix everything. Bullets go spraying and damaging again. You see Zag <laughs> just get really annoyed <laughs> with his little hammer. <laughs> Volley, it's you. Volley's going to swivel around again and fire forwards at the ship that I guess is now flying towards us. We're now engaged in a game of chicken. Can I shoot that? Can I reach it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll shoot that one. No, I won't. I got a four. I spin too wildly in the chair and my bullets just go flying all over the place. Yeah, you follow it as it goes past. It just flies over you. Fighter two is going to come round from the side. As you follow the first one, the second one comes round to shoot. For a five, the bullets just glance off the side of your ship. Uh, Melinda, it's you. Cool. I'm going to keep going with uh, trying to stop these ships from hitting us. Eldritch also... Blast him. <laughs> no, okay. i got to focus on what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't want to crash. Um, and yeah, and then still, I guess, going down kind of like in and out of the clouds to try and like... So now you're going down towards a point where you're almost going to start reaching the top of trees. Did you roll their oh, attacks right. with disadvantage? Yeah, he did. They did. That's why one of them didn't work, the other one did. Yeah, you're heading down towards a point where by the end of this turn, you'll basically be in like the top tree lines. Okay, so I'm looking for somewhere that I can uh, hopefully land, but that isn't like wide open so we could get away without them seeing where we've gone. Kind of, that's the sort of... Woods clearing would be ideal. Okay. Um, roll perception for me. Let me consult the map of Aria. I rolled a 16. 16. I mean, I heard there was a big woods that was cut down by some zarts. <laughs> yes, one thing you do see is just a wood on fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Still burning. This is canonically when that happened. <laughs> yeah, this is simultaneously with that. As you're going down, you've not seen a settlement for a while, but you see woods, you see trees, and you see rolling hills. There is a clearing within one of the woods. It would take 
fucking effort, but you could try and land in that small clearing. But again, if you're going down while doing that, they'd have advantage to hit you because it's kind of a straight down situation rather than a, do you know what I mean? Hmm. It's a very slow descent. You can use the trees, line and go low and use the trees as defense and go around the trees on the outside of the wood, for example. Maybe try and land in the clearing in the wood. But I guess they wouldn't be able to land in that clearing if I got in there. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to land at all, but it would be while you were landing, say you took your turn to land, they'd have advantage to hit you because you've got to literally slow down and go down. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, but I don't think staying in the air is the right option. Guys, I think I can see a clearing that we can land in. Prepare for landing. I'm a little busy here, Melinda. <laughs> I'll allow you also, if you want, to try and crash land as an option, but it would take No, I'm going to try and do it well. Not, not again. Okay. not planning <laughs> to crash. I don't know, it might be Melinda's thing. I don't know. <laughs> Melinda, do a flip. I wasn't driving that one. I was trying to crash that one. So you can start going down now if you want to land in the trees, but it gives them advantage. Yeah, well, yeah, they're going to have to get advantage sometime. And I could see that Zag's got some tricks up his sleeve. I was very impressed by that. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going down, guys. Prepare for landing. Osric, it's your turn. You are battling the ants. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, do, do. Okay. Um... The ants don't seem to be doing that much damage and they don't seem to be bothering me, so I'm going to <laughs> run Ignore over them, them, kicking as many as possible. Uh, I want to get to the cockpit and essentially cast Guidance again on Melinda to give her a bit of extra <laughs> um, navigation ability. Okay. I put my hand on Melinda's shoulder and say, Falibris guide you. You can make this. Okay, so that gives Melinda her... nods knowingly. <laughs> Uh, D4 to an ability check of your choice. Thank you very much. Okay, so that is your turn. It is now Finn's turn. Finn, you're on the guns. You still have these two fighters going round the ship. Uh, so Finn's going to take another crack and see if he can down one of the ships. Going for the weaker one, I assume? Yep. All about mm-hmm. fighting the weak. 21. That'll hit. Uh, and that's uh, 15 damage again. That ship is incredibly damaged and looks like it's a second away from either going down or exploding. Okay, uh, and I'm going to do the same as last time. I'm going to bonus action, get Zag to repair the ship. Okay, roll for it. So that's um, that's 10. 10, okay. Zag is just like a madman, basically following the ants as they destroy stuff <laughs> and try to fix holes. Basically, it turns out that his calling isn't destroying stuff, it's fixing things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He destroyed, but he also fix. <laughs> the ants turn now, they're going <laughs> to they're gonna literally follow Zag and just spit where he was and do one damage. <laughs> just to be vindictive. Yeah, yeah. The spin-off series of Zag versus ants. <laughs> It's the super damage fighter's turn, so that is going to pull off and start heading back towards Tia. Volley, it's you. Volley is going to, I guess, are we diving down towards the ground? Well, a pretty fast descent. <laughs> Melinda hasn't, hasn't learned diving yet. Then Volley's going to fire at the ship that's still giving chase. Volley doesn't understand this gun, apparently, because he rolled a five. I think that first shot that broke people out of... Uh, was 100% beginner's look. I think he fluked it. I think he These actually These are missed. moving targets. Yeah, yeah Volley was trying to hit true. the door and missed and somehow hit the hinge. Yeah, the, Volley can hit a huge brass hinge, but... <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's the joke that Finn hasn't missed a fighter, but he missed the stationary door. But yeah. Volley hit the door, but can't hit a fighter. 
Well, the fighter that you miss is going to do a barrel roll and turn around and start shooting at you guys. It hits, does 14 damage as the bullets go smashing into the hull of your ship. Melinda, it is you. I want to land. Yeah, you can land. It's your turn. The ship is going to land in the clearing. Roll decks to see how gently you roll the ship. <laughs> Remember, I'm praying for you, Melinda. No need for prayers. Osric, I got a nat twilly. <laughs> Next time Melinda levels up, she's definitely taking flying as an ability. <laughs> <laughs> I should actually add that as a so skill. So that's 22. Um, yeah, so you go straight down and it looks for a second like you're going too quickly and, and everyone else on the ship goes, <gasps> and then you just land so gracefully. And I surprise <laughs> even myself. Like you can see that Melinda's like, she looks around like, did, did I just do that? Like... It's that bit where the tip of your ship just reaches within like a centimetre of the tree in front of it and just lands perfectly <laughs> down. There is an airship flying above you. I think we all need to get off here and uh, get out of the ship so that we can lose chase on this Glamtinker ship. We could probably beat the ship and then just get away on the airship, couldn't we? There may be more following us. We would never know. You saw it while you are on the ship, this huge, sprawling wood. We could hide in the woods if we just... Get off the ship. Yeah, I mean, okay. We can come back later, if, you know, if, if it's clear. Right, everyone, bring your favourite full belts. They might be handy in the future. And as Melinda stands up, she's going to tap the steering wheel of the ship and uh, like, like nod in like a friendly way, like it's a trusted friend, and then leave. Volley will unbuckle and follow Melinda. He feels more at home in the woods than he did in Tyr. As will Finn. Yeah, Osric won't take much persuading. He's had a bad ride. Finn, you have to call Zag a few times as he's having a mini battle with his ants and then finally he gives up, throws his spanner on the floor and follows you annoyed. <laughs> Before we leave, can I get Zag to kill the ants? <laughs> uh, yeah, fine. I was, I was hoping you guys would forget about the ants. Yeah, Zag. No, because uh, that's exactly what I thought. I thought if we leave the ants here, Alex is just going to melt the ship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Zag plays whack-a-mole with the ants for a little bit before following you. Like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's kind of a Tom and Jerry situation you guys run into the woods it's this thick dense woods for the first kind of steps while going into the wood you see the fighter above you circling trying to find you and then you hear an explosion of gunfire as it lays into your airship destroying it because that's the only thing it can see behind you you see an explosion of fire from the airship going up and then suddenly as quickly as it came you stop hearing the sound of the fighter's essence engine in the sky and you're left with just the quiet whistling of the wind, birds, noises. And you are, for the first time since waking up that day, in a semi-quiet and peaceful moment. Well, that wasn't the homecoming I expected. Oh, God, that was... That, I, that was the weirdest unity day ever. Folly just flops on the ground, lies in like a star shape, and just goes, I'm going to have a nap. I'm just going to join him. And he just flops over next to him on the ground. Yeah, Melinda tries to clean a bit of the floor <laughs> to try and find like a clean spot. Um, and also she starts sneezing from just being in the countryside. This is not her, her jam. Does she have hay fever? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Canonically, Melinda now has yeah. hay fever. If Volley ever blooms flowers, she's going to be screwed. <laughs> um, and yeah, I definitely need a rest. <laughs> And that is where we shall end this arc, guys. There we go. Ah. Ah. 
still haven't killed fucking Elfgeet. What a ride, yeah, though. Come on. How is he not dead? Yeah, what a ride. There you go. You are now alone in the wild and Tia has fallen. No, we're not alone, Alex. We have each other. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I did not think we would survive. <laughs> we see a young gnome with fiery red hair running down the corridor excitedly. He gets to a big brass door and pushes it open. And inside we see a younger Osric, his beard a lot shorter, his hair a flame red, none of the soot and wear of time. He is donning on his brass tier armour, with a young sardonic silica helping him put it on. Alfgeet, you know you shouldn't be in here. This is a room for war. You're too young for this. Beside him, his father Weinstein, with a face that looks almost like Osric, but sterner, with a scar across his left eye. Ah, he's just curious, is all. And finally, we see a middle-aged Brock, his long red hair brushed to the side, and he smiles as he turns to see his boy. War is no place for a boy. I'm going to go to the war, and I'm going to fight for Tia. And you will, Afkeet. If not this war, there'll be another evil. We always need a glamtink who can stand up to the bad in this world. You will come after us, and you will do us proud. Now, now, Osric. Brock puts his hand on Osric's shoulder. Nothing will happen to the glamtinkers. We've defended Tia for thousands of years. But he's right, little one. War is not for you. Osric reaches to his breast and takes the glamtinker pin from it. He bends down and he attaches it to Alfgeet's robe. This is yours for next time. Keep it and wear it of pride and the Glamtinker name will ride with you. You see the small boy's face light up and he stands there proud. I will, cousin. I will. I'll make you proud and you too, uncle. And I'll make you proud, daddy. I'll make you so very proud. <laughs> 